BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tricars, bitches. Welcome to Straight Up with Stassi. I have a very special guest. Wells Adams is here. Thank you so much for coming here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And congratulations again on your engagement. Thanks. Yeah. Um, What's it like to like be engaged to one of the coolest people ever? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just, I guess it's stressful. I don't know. Is there like a lot of pressure that comes with that? Because uh, your fiance, Sarah Hyland, is one of the most adorable people. I agree. I, I've never met her, but yeah. like from a distance, yeah. I don't mean to sound stalkery, but like from a distance, I just feel like she's really fucking likable. She's, yeah, she's very nice, very talented. And uh, so are you. You're really fucking likable. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why this works so well, I guess. Reminds me of me and Bo. No, <laughs> <laughs> You were saying off air that you're feeling, uh, you're feeling it. Hungover AF because yeah. yeah, I just had my engagement party weekend and I just I like didn't drink last week yeah. to like just be sober and like chill. Yeah, you can't do that, you no. Know? And so now it's just it really you shocked the system. I did. You know, I might vomit on you. You should have been drinking every day leading up to it. So you're, you're right. So you, you were like ready for the weekend. You're right. No, I'm a week. I won't, you're a week ahead of me. Our engagement party was two weeks, two weekends ago. I saw it on the Daily Mail. Yeah, it was it was cool. But here's the thing: I don't know how many people you had at yours. We, we had, had only like fifty. Okay, so we had like I think seventy five, eighty. It's a lot. And it was a good crash course in knowing how the wedding is going to go. Yes, because I felt so bad that I wasn't spending enough time with the people I wanted to spend time with. But yes. I wanted to like work the room. I mean, that's such a douchey thing to say, but I wanted no, to like yeah. see everyone and like give everyone, especially for like a lot of my friends and family, they and and for Sarah's as well, like they came from out of town, like they made an effort, they gave a shit, and they, you know, spent money to get here. So I was like, I need to make sure I walk around and talk to everybody. Right. And at the end of it, I was kind of drunk and just like kind of like emotionally spent, you know, like energy yeah. wise. And I was just like, F it, I'm gonna sit here and just get drunk. And then and then then it just all started to to, to spiral out of control. Yeah. Did you get like too drunk and give a speech? Cause I did. Uh <laughs> we, I like I literally can yeah. I just tell you a story about Yeah, tell me. My speech. I was wasted. Don't give speeches at the end of the night. Yeah. And I had like this whole thing planned to talk about our love and all that. And thank you for people who traveled. No, I basically was like, 
you're really lucky to be here because yeah. <laughs> we sat here and talked about every single one of you individually and decided whether we really loved you or not. Mm-hmm. And Bo like had to take the microphone from me. He's like, it's not the Hunger Games. Yeah. You can calm down. And I'm so embarrassed. I'm mortified. So please tell me you did something embarrassing. Well, it's, it's kind of funny when you say it like that. It's kind of like tryouts for T-ball or something. Like who's going to make the cut for like the big day? Like did anyone at your wedding like make or your engagement party make a big enough fool? They're like, they're not going to make the cut. No, everyone was very well but behaved. Just you. Just you were me. the only issue. I was here. <laughs> the asshole. I was like a dictator. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, we played this game. It was really fun, like this shoe game where uh, our buddy Matt Shively, who's just like one of the most intrinsically funny dudes I know, he was like the host of it, and it was and our we were like back to back. And it was like, who made the made the first move? And then like, I'm holding one of her shoes and one of my shoes, and then and yeah. then we put it up. And then you know, the, I guess the hope is that we have the same the same answers. answers. Yeah. So we did that, and that was really funny. And then then I was just kind of like, because Matt's so funny, and like he was passing the mic back to me. Like then I, I, it was just like we were almost like performing a little bit. Yeah. And then after that, Sarah gave a very heartfelt speech. So much so that I feel like I didn't need to do that thing. And then she was like, do you want to say anything? Then I just came in with like a zinger and then it was, and then we were done. Oh, so it was was perfect. (laughs) Great. Really well. It was perfect. I'm sorry. What do you want? I can't lie to you. I still have the sweats from mine. Just like thinking about my stupid ass speech. And then people posted it online. So everyone who wasn't invited is like, oh, she's being shady to yeah, people yeah, yeah. that weren't invited. And I'm like, okay, it is what it is. Tough shit, everyone. But I guess it's like a good learning experience. So when the wedding does come, then you know to like kind no of keep speeches. it tight. You know? No speeches yeah. from me. Definitely not. Are you going to uh, memorize your vows? No. I no? think I'm going to write them. Yeah. I-, I can't. Listen, you know how stressful a wedding is and planning a wedding is. Could you imagine also then having to memorize on top of the already what's stressful? Yeah. You're going to memorize your vows? Well. Overachiever. Okay. So here's the thing. Like, first of all, my fiance's job is to memorize, memorize shit. Yeah. So like that shouldn't be that difficult. Right. And I've, I don't have a problem like public speaking. Uh, so I kind of want to see if we can do it, but then Sarah's like, well, I kind of want to have something just in case, like emotionally I break down and I need to like reset, which I was like, okay, I understand that. Yeah. So I, so I don't know. I, there's a part of me that wants to be like, we can do this, you know, like we're both entertainers. We can figure this out. But. You could break into song if you want. You, you could sing your <laughs> vows. You yeah. guys could put on a full performance. I couldn't, but we went to some party there night and like, it was just so funny when, talented people party and untalented people party like so we were at this party and they had they had a um straight up like a broadway musical director piano player lady there that knew every song to every broadway musical that's ever been created okay and so sarah that comes from like the the broadway world musical world and Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who plays her uncle on Modern, also comes from like this Broadway world. And Jesse's like, upstairs, so and so is playing the piano. We gotta go up there and 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 sing some song. And I was like, What? Like, we're not go- we're not gonna play beer pong? What kind of totally. party is this? What, what do you mean? Who sings songs by the piano at parties? Talented people. Yeah, so we went up there and and everyone's like, shoo up, and like doing like all like the musical things, and I'm sitting there like <laughs> Looking around like, what? 
what is this? <gasps> like, I I assumed Hollywood parties was like a lot of cocaine totally. and, you know, like yes. bad decisions. And no, they're doing musicals up in the... That is fantastic. Yeah, so... We need more parties like that. That's sophistication right there. Yeah, but then they're... Then, like, you know, you're a little drunk. They started doing, um, I think, an Aladdin song, of which I knew every word. Thank so I was God like, I'm going to get in on this. And then, no, don't do that, because you can't sing. And <laughs> I realized that I was not um, up to par. So I would just, you know, sat in the audience and enjoyed it. But, yeah, that was... So she could do a sing and dance vow thing, but... But not you. No. No. I'll just do like seven minutes of stand up and like that'll be it. Yes. No. <laughs> Televise this wedding. Can you put it on Bachelor Nation so we can all watch it? Nope. It'll <laughs> never, ever happen. Can you believe you came from Bachelor Nation? You're like, yeah. You're like the only person that like is respected really <laughs> in Bachelor Nation. I don't know that, that if that's true, but. Uh, I mean, there are a few. Yeah. And I've met a few and they're all like everyone. That I've met that I like, like I JoJo's really really sweet. Yeah, Becca's sweet. A lot of people are really nice, um, but like you were already a radio host, yeah. so you were already an entertainer. And then you came on, you weren't a douche, and then you like were able to go and do Bachelor in Paradise and just be the freaking bartender. I mean, you yeah. have the best gig. I did figure out like the Bachelor hack. I think yes, and I think everyone's trying to figure out how to do that, and I don't know if it'll be done. I get there's just another job probably. Well, when I leave, I, I assume if I stop bartending there, then someone will come fill the shoes. The thing about it is, is that uh, I don't think anyone from Bachelor Nation would really want to do the gig once they find out what the gig really is. You don't like it. I love it, but like I have no problem. Like everyone thinks that there's an, a real bartender who's making the drinks and then they put me in for scenes and then leave. Right. And that's not the case. Like straight up, but my call time's 8 a.m. in the morning, the bar opens at 10 and I work until 8 p.m. at night and I'm making all the drinks and I'm having to be the guy that marks the check, the the book to make sure people don't get too drunk. And like, it's actual bartending. So you really do have to make the drinks. Yeah. And what, well, yeah, so, and- Blink I, uh, twice if you're telling the truth. No, I'm kidding. No, hundred percent true, and it's, it's they're really long. Like you know, reality TV, like they're it's really long shoots, especially in Paradise. It's a twenty hour shoot, really, like four hours when people are sleeping. Yeah. Um, and so everyone's like, "Man, I want that job. I want that job." And then they come to Paradise, and they're like, "You're cutting limes right now." I like love you're, it. You're burning ice because you broke a glass. And I'm like, yeah, this is the job. This is it, you know? Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. It's so real. They yeah. really make it look like it's not real. Well, they cut me out of a lot of it. So I think if they if they showed the bar the entire episode, be like, Jesus, Wells is... Like, I will have to walk around the beach and, like, pick up glasses. And I, like, reprimand them, being like, hey, bring back your glasses, jerks. Like, I'm not your mom here. You know, like, I have to do all that stupid stuff. That's amazing. And how how long is that shoot? How long do y'all... It's an entire month, so it's all in June. Oh, my God. Is that, like, really hard to be away from your fiancé? Yeah. I, I would mean, turn into a psycho. But it's in Mexico. It's in a beautiful place. It's really entertaining. The past two years, Sarah was supposed to come... Uh, Two years ago, she couldn't come because she was filming a movie. And then this year, she's supposed to come right at the end, like the like the last couple episodes, like rap party. Yeah. And um, she got sick. And so when she got sick, because she's like 
kidney transplant recipient. Like, right. You, she can't get sick. So it was actually cool because at the end of the, the season, they don't really need me because everyone's left kind of. It's just people who are getting engaged, right? Yeah. So it's a lot of just me hanging out and just like experiencing it and like B-roll shots of me being like, oh, look how cute. They're getting engaged. Yeah. And this year they were like, Sarah's sick, just go home. So I left a couple days early this year and she didn't get to come. Yeah. But like she's a fan of the show. So she gets the... It's like Chris Harrison's girlfriend. Well, actually, I don't think Chris does it, but like, I feel like she's the only girlfriend that gets to hear like everything before it happens. That's you know? so exciting. I'll be like, dude, you'll never believe what happened with JPJ and Derek this week. And she's like, what happened? I'm like, JPJ made up all this stuff about Derek, and Derek went freaking crazy. And the girl he's dating is now dating another chick. And she's like, what? And then, you know, two months later, then you experience it. And she's like, oh my yes, God. This is what you were talking about. Yeah, like, oh my God. I forgot you told me about that. That's really cool. Yeah. Do you watch other, do y'all watch other reality shows together? Like, do you watch 90 Day Fiance? No, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with it, but we do watch. So our guilty pleasures are uh, X on the beach because that's like the trash version of That's the Paradise. one on MTV, right? Yeah. But it's just like, it's just like the trash version of it. I just yeah. love it. Um, and then she got me so hooked on Dance Moms, <laughs> which like I didn't, you know, like sometimes you don't expect to like fall into things. Totally get it. I've never seen Dance Moms, oh, okay. but I'll give it a try. Let me just give you like the premise. Okay. All right. It's like this one dance company with all these like 12 year old little girls. Is it the lady who went to prison? Yeah. I think, well, I don't know. She's in a wheelchair now. She's so mean. Yeah. And I see previews for it. Yeah. Yeah. And so she has like the best dance studio in the land. And so like it's all the little girls trying to like every week they've got like a new competition. They got to go up against everybody and they're expected to win they're like the Yankees, you know? Right. And they're always expected to win. And the mothers of the kids are just the worst Awful. people in the world. And then the coach is the, she's just Corella DeVille. She's horrible. And like the irony is, is like, she's like berating all these like little girls for not being able to dance. Right. But she's, she's stuck in, in a, a wheelchair, wheelchair, you know, it's like, yes. all right, it's fucking <laughs> irony. And, uh, and so like, I used to go like, you know, I have my shows and Sarah has her shows and I, I run a lot. So I'd like go on a run and she'd put it on. And yeah. you know, so I'll, I'll like stretch in the house and, and be like, all right, watching the show. And then, okay, I'm going to go back. And then I come back. I'm like, what happened? You know, like, how did so-and-so do? And and then finally I got, like, stuck. While I was like, you can't watch this show without me. I need to be involved. And then one night I had work, and I came home late, and she was in bed watching it. And I was like, is this Nationals? And she was like, what? I said, is this fucking Nationals? And she goes, yes. And what do you think you're... I need to know what's happening in Dance Moms. And that was the moment <laughs> she realized that you were for her. Yeah. Like well, We were already engaged by then, but yes, yeah. I think she was like, wow, this is going to work. I could have... Like, if, if my fiance came home like that to something that I watched, like, that'd be like, I am so in love with you. <laughs> Dance Moms, bringing people together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a great, terrible show, so... I love fashion, 
I love trendy pieces, but I don't like spending a lot of money on trendy pieces. I like spend a lot of money on classic stuff. That's why I really like Just Fab because Just Fab is a site that you can go on and they're always changing the product that they have depending on what's going in and out of style. So if you like see something on a celebrity that you like, it chances are you can go to Just Fab like two days later and something similar is going to be there for just a fraction of the price. And what's really cool about JustFab is that when you go to their website, you can take a 60-second style quiz. So you'll receive a personalized showroom of pieces that are specifically catered towards your own unique style. So instead of like sifting through like pages and pages and pages of things, you'll have stuff that's just tailored to you and things that... Just Fab will think that you like just because of this quiz. Again, if you're ready to upgrade your seasonal wardrobe with affordable trending pieces, then you must check out Just Fab. And I have a freaking line with Just Fab. Did I mention that? So it's like also my home. I would recommend you going and checking it out. This stuff's really, really cute. So get your first Just Fab style for as low as $10 as a VIP. That's 75% off your first item when you go to my special link. And that's justfab.com slash straight up to get your first style for as low as $10 as a VIP. And you can also get free shipping on orders of over $39. And there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Also make sure to enter in your email address when you take the style quiz as you'll receive exclusive discounts and the inside scoop about new collections that haven't even been released yet. So go to justfab.com slash straight up. Terms and conditions do apply. Are you um, part of the wedding planning process at all? We haven't really done that yet. Like we get ready. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I will. Be, like I have, I have opinions. You know. Right. I was told uh, early when I first got in when we first got engaged by people who I trust who are like, you no matter what you need to at least have an opinion on things. Like don't be flippant and be like and just don't care. Because then you're, it seems like you're not present, and then she'll get upset. I, I think at the right. end of the day, whatever she wants, that's gravy. You know, like there are a couple of things that I like. I think I will want, but for the most part, as long as I have an opinion on things, and smart, really good, you got it. You got this down. Yeah. But if you guys haven't even started the process yet, oh, you are in for a ride, yeah. my friend. It's rough. Why? It just is. There's so many decisions to make. And you know what the hardest part is guest list? Yeah. Like, I would imagine you went through this with your engagement party. Yeah. It's hard. People get angry. People go psycho. Weddings turn people into psychos. Dude, I know. And and here's the thing. Like, for, like, my sisters, you know, my dad paid for those weddings, right? So then your parents, they can kind of say who goes to the wedding, right? Like, they have carte blanche over over guest list and i was like sarah we, i really want to have no one help us with this that's what we said too so when when like because my mom's already starting to do it and right. i'm like i don't give a fuck that you have just come put on a smile put on a cute dress yes be there you like, get- but what about my friend nancy no, we always go getting our nails done together at 2 p.m on tuesdays and you know she would really like to be there and it's no, like fuck nancy Nancy's not invited. She want my mom wanted to do an engagement party in my hometown, and I was like, N- "Why would we ever do that?" And she's like, "Well, because we want to celebrate your love." And I was like, "No, you want to celebrate to your friends totally. our love, and this isn't about your you and your friends. This is about our party. So drive down the coast and uh, 
you know, do you, does your family get starstruck around your fiance? Do you have like those, those like moments where you're like, fuck, if you guys can just be normal, just be normal and don't be weird around her. I mean, luckily I have a huge family, so I'm the youngest of five. All my siblings are super cool and they think that, I think they think it's cool that she is on that show and, yeah. but now that they have met her, like, like the sister that lives in Nashville, her and Sarah are like tight. Like they're they're like good friends. And my brother who lives here, um, they're like really close. So I think maybe initially, I think it's probably more of like the in-laws are like, who's at the party? You know, like excited about that. Totally. I don't know. Do you guys have that issue? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes, like yeah. there are a lot of both friends mm-hmm. that well, not, I wouldn't say like friends, like you know, like bar buddies or just like kind of acquaintances that he's like, I'm sorry, they get weird around you, so they're just not invited. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, that's you, your friends. You make that decision. Like, yeah. if people are gonna get weird around us, then it's like I don't, you know, it's I just know. we've been talking about the guest list a little bit, and you know, I have friends who are like were close friends for my entire life or close college friends. Who are just liabilities at parties, just in general, you know? Live. <laughs> Not that, like, they would be awkward with famous people being around because it's, it's open bar. And yes, they might just get shit-faced exactly. and fuck shit up. And so I have to decide whether they just don't make the cut or we have to have a sit-down to be like, okay. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of people there and there's going to be a lot of free alcohol and those people – will get very upset if you do the thing that you normally do. So, totally. no drinking. And I don't know how people are going to take that. Are you going to have a big wedding? I don't know. I, You know, obviously, the less amount of people, the cheaper it is. Uh, uh, heck, yeah. Do you know, this is what I'm doing now. What you, I'm many, looking at everyone, yeah. and I'm deciding if they're worth a Chanel purse. Yeah, well, that's a good way to put so it. I'm like, yeah. are you a Chanel purse? Yeah. Are you a Chanel purse? And that's how I cut people out. <laughs> see, like we we are so not there yet, so I don't even know what that dollar. If I once I see a dollar amount attributed to someone's stupid it's, face, it's, I'm gonna, it okay, is you. you like hearing the numbers really makes you start yeah. like being like, do I really like this person? <laughs> I don't know. I actually I don't know. Yeah. And me like me and Bo will literally just spend nights at home talking about people because you have to. Yeah, we have to sit and talk about how we feel about each person that we're inviting, and it's the weirdest thing. It's so weird. My brother and. And his now wife, then fiance, had a cool thing where if, like, it was someone from my family that my mother was, like, pretty adamant on, on being there, his wife or his fiance at the time would say, if I haven't met them and spent time with them, then no. I said that, too. Because if, yeah. if we're not close enough to have met after the, you know, they were together for six years or however long. Yeah. We haven't met yet. Then. Why are we doing it now? Why me? And I don't want to meet one person at our wedding. Yeah. Not one I mean it. It's like, I really want to be able to enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, God, weddings are rough. Rough, rough, rough. So good luck to you. Thanks. On the you whole, made me so excited the whole about wedding process. thing. Sorry. I didn't mean to be so <laughs> negative. It's just, it's it's so much fun. I mean, it's so much fun. It really is. I swear. Like I, you know, people like to focus on the negative. It's more fun to shit talk than it is to like, totally. you know. So that's why I'm bitching right now. But after doing the engagement party, it was one of those things where I did learn I'm going to have to keep it tight on the alcohol because I don't want to get too loose and, and 
like what you did is get up on stage and say some stupid stuff. Yeah. And the one thing that I that I was told was you need to like make time for you and Sarah during the like after the ceremony and during the reception, like steal away for like twenty minutes and chill and like that's absorb good advice. It, you know, and that's really good advice. Yeah. I'm going to put that in my notes after this yeah. podcast. <laughs> okay. Because I barely saw my fiance at the engagement party. Yeah. It was just like we were being torn into like so many different directions. It yeah. was so much fun, but a lot. So, okay. Enough wedding talk. I don't want to bore the shit out of you with wedding talk. You have two podcasts. I do. I have one I do with Brandy Cyrus uh, that we've been doing for like three, four years uh, called Your Favorite Thing Podcast. It started as... I was a radio host for iHeart, and we were trying to create, basically, I was doing a top 40 show, a pop show, and we were trying to get a syndicated show together where her and I were the hosts. Right. And I thought it was a, a like a easy home run because I was in the public eye from Bachelor World, and she's a sister of two gigantic pop stars. Right. And whose father is also like a country icon, and yes. now like a pop star because of... That's song with whatever his name is. Achy breaky heart. Well, yeah, but then he did the the thing with the I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. That's him. Yes. Shuck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that song. I had no idea. Yeah. That was Billy Ray Cyrus. Well, so it's that kid, whatever his name is, and it was a country song that had that had rap or whatever and it was it was charting on billboard the story's kind of crazy it was charting on billboard and then they took it down because they said it wasn't a country song so then billy ray actually tish the the mother or billy ray's wife who's like the brainchild of all this was like well what if you write a couple of lyrics and make a remix and so that song that you hear on the radio is the remix, and it's now being able. It, it, I think it's not anymore, but it had the longest run at number one, the Billboard, you know, country charts, because Billy Ray came in because he is an established country singer. No way. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, I do a show huh. uh, with her, and it originally was just trying to. We were trying to do a radio show, and then iHeart didn't pick it up for whatever reason. So dumb. Um, Fuck them. Well, they just lost a lot of money. So it's fine. <laughs> I get to keep it all. Um, and then we made the podcast, and it's just. You know, coming from where she comes from with like, with all her family and, and her her fame as well, there's just a lot of, like, negativity out there in just the internet. And There is? There's that a little bit, yeah. Huh. <clears throat> <I know. laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Um, and I remember we were trying to, pit, I was trying to pitch the idea, and I was like, let's just do something. She had come to lunch, and we were trying to figure something out, and she was, like, just rattling on about something that, people were being mean to Miley about it. And I was like, what if we just did a show where we just talk about like good things, like positive things, like our favorite things. And then so she really liked that. So that show is just us talking about like, I would probably do like 15 minutes on like why you should watch Dance Moms or like totally. why okay. you, why people should follow you on Instagram or, or whatever. Right. Like uh, we read a lot. So it's a lot of book recommendations. It's just like our favorite things. And then of course we'd have like our least favorite things and stuff like that. But it's just a very kind of, it's supposed to be a very positive feel good show. And it's I think it's funny and you get a weird view into her life. Yeah. Cuz she's like the normal Cyrus. Very much so. Okay. <laughs> I mean I love the Cyrus family to death. But they're crazy, man. I mean, listen. They smoke so much weed. Miley is on one right now. Oh, I know. We, we She we... is on one and I am a 
team Miley girl. Yeah. I love Miley. And even right now, I'm like, I'm getting... You need to slow it down oh, yeah. for a sec. No, we were just talk- a- we recorded an episode today, and I was like, I gotta say it, I'm gonna say it. I love Miley to death, but like, let's pump the brakes on the PDA on the Instagram. Yeah, That's it's a little a, much. It's a little, it's a little much. A little I'm like, I'm. You can't like, I'm going through this journey with you, yeah, Miley, <laughs> and I don't have enough Xanax to help me yeah, with this right now. I'm just gonna keep up. Yeah. You know, who's next? I, I don't know. know what's happening. And I'm just like, I'm just worried that like there's gonna be some Instagram video that's gonna be like super sexy and all of a sudden a titty falls out or a ball comes out, and I'm be like, well, yep. I don't know. I know. It's gonna happen. And it did. <laughs> so I mean, like, so we I hear like those those funny stories. And then of course my life is weird too. So that's that show. And then the other show I do, it originally was the Pratt cast. I did it with Stephanie Pratt, and it was just there's a million bachelor podcasts, you know, from people from Bachelor Nation talking about like what's happening this week in the Bachelor world or whatever. And right. so I think the idea was is that we were going to do that with the Hills. But the hills ended, and so now it was like, what do you do going forward? And so we just rebranded it as the Wells cast. And I've always been just uh, obsessed with origin stories. Like, everyone knows, like, famous people from when they became famous. But, like, how the hell did you get to that point? Right. You know? Like an e-true Hollywood story. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, but just from their mouth, I want to hear, like... And also, like, I think a lot of people want to know the blueprints of how people got there. Right. Um, and so that show is just me talking to famous people, not about them being famous, but about how much they had to hustle to get to that point, which I think is a... I think that's really interesting. It's pretty interesting, yeah. And how did you go from Stephanie Pratt to that? <laughs> well, she, like... Are you friends with her? Yeah, I mean... I, I, I don't... I've never met her, so I don't I don't know anything. It's just... I. All I see is what I see on TV. yeah. And it's a, it's it's extra. Well, yeah, and you, then <laughs> then doing a show with her was tough too because she was just a, a ball of emotions. And I will say this, because I come from the reality TV world as well, but it's just a different beast with MTV in terms and and ABC. Um, but that the the people from that show for so long were um, had positive affirmation for really bad behavior. And so if you – they Pavlov's dogs them. So if you if you are constantly being rewarded for kind of going crazy or yelling and screaming mm-hmm. or just being dramatic, then you think that that's totally normal. And so there was just a lot of that being like, well, calm down. Like, whoa, it's okay. You yes. know, like, uh, put the brakes. So it was just – it was stressful for me to keep the train on the tracks with that show. Uh, but it was also just fascinating – you know, and then I got dragged into it because, of course, it's Stephanie's show, but I'm the, the the showrunner basically trying to keep it on the rails. And our first guest is Spencer. And then, of course, their relationship, like, devolved. And I'm having to hear every week about Steph's, you know, interpretation of the show and their relationship and everything. And so I'm trying to be, um, you know, courteous to her feelings. Right. Which... I'm now guilty by association or by proxy. So now Spencer hates me because I'm effectively taking her side. And it's like, do not bring me into this. Spencer, he does not hate you. He's not taking Stephanie's side. He doesn't <laughs> take sides. I love Spencer, actually. I've met him a few times. Yeah. And I think he's fucking hysterical. Yeah, he cra- when we went on the show, he cracked me up. And I, I loved it. But, like, you, you got to understand where I was trying to come from. I'm just trying to keep this show like a flow. They're you know? a little sensitive. No, I know. And that's, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like going back to, of course they're going to re everyone on that show is going to react that way because they've got nothing but 
positive affirmation for that. I understand because I am on a reality show yeah. and I joke about like, say like Jack's one of our cast members, yeah. one of my friends. And like he has been rewarded for doing shady things for the eight years of his life. Yeah. So how do you expect him to act differently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it, 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 it takes a lot to like switch your brain and realize that, like, okay, filming's done. Now it's time to, like, have manners. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I get that, like, that's how it would be for the Hills crew, too. So that meant you had to watch the Hills. I did. And I watched <laughs> it back in the day, too. So I was interested to see, like, what it looked like. Well, back in the day, I mean, it was fantastic. But yeah. this time around, what were they thinking? I th- I honestly think I've been thinking about it a lot. I think that reality TV has changed since that show came Totally. And I also think that the viewer, I don't want to say, I think the the viewer can smell inauthenticity much better than they used to, maybe. Yeah. They also did themselves a disservice because they ended the first show with like a pulling back, back and like the curtains, yeah. And it looking like it was all staged and it was just kind of confusing. And then like trying to like retrain everyone, like, no, this is real. Uh, it's so funny because the reality TV world that I come from, the genius of The Bachelor is that that cast is rotating. So you, I mean, for the most part, it's always new blood. So it's just like new people just being themselves. Yeah. Instead of a Hills thing where it's, um, those people are just always on TV. So they create this internal narrative that they they have and they're trying to project. And I think that when people see that, they're just like, whoa, that's, inauthentic and I don't understand it. Whereas when I think when you watch The Bachelor, you're just like, oh no, that person's just Totally. And also like hasn't been and, on TV. And they're long not enough tainted. To know. They're not tainted exactly. yet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh like I said, I'm hung over. And you know what would have freaking helped? But well actually I just wouldn't be hung over if I would have drank liquid IV last night and that was a total fail on my part. I've talked about liquid IV for a really long time because it is this little packet of goodness like vitamins and stuff that helps keep you hydrated. Basically it's like two to three glasses of water if you're using a packet of liquid IV. So say, okay, you're not a drinker and you're not hungover or worried about that. We all need to stay hydrated. It's rough. Whether you're like flying on a plane, jet lag, or like working out. I hear people do that a lot. So, you know, we need to stay hydrated. And sometimes a sugary drink, like one of those sports drinks, it's just not really going to cut it. So this is a healthy, awesome way to stay hydrated. And these little packets fit in even a clutch bag. So I make sure to always like have one in like my airport bag and then my other bag, my work bag, my podcast bag. It's awesome. And they have so many different flavors. So you need to go and try it. I love Liquid IV and I know that you will too. So right now my listeners are getting 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use my code Stasi at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order at Liquid IV's website. So go to liquidiv.com, enter promo code Stassi to get your savings. Liquidiv.com, promo code Stassi. How many people, like at what percentage of people who go on The Bachelor you think want to either actually find love or do fit T-posts? <laughs> Which... What percentage? Like, can you always, can you tell? Like, when you're sitting there making the cocktails, can you tell which people are just there for Instagram? Yeah. 
I mean, you don't have. I'm not asking you name names, but like, of course, the not. percentage of of like, or just is it like half and half? Is it like? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's so funny because when I went on the show, Instagram really. I had an Instagram account, but it wasn't really a thing, you know. Right. And so it wasn't a thought. Like I remember going on being like, "Well, this will be a fun experience if I get engaged." JoJo's hot, cool. That that's yeah. great, you know. Um, I get to travel around. And if anything else, like, uh, it'll be like a funny story to tell on the yeah. radio or whatever. Like, yeah. that's as far as I thought it through. And now there's a lot of people who, it's just a, it's a business model. If you can get on that show and do really well, or any reality TV show, but that one especially, you, you can be set for a long time. And, yeah, you can definitely smell those people out. Yeah. But I also think that, like, going back to the audience member being able to smell inauthenticity from a mile away, they can see that too. Right. And those people never do that well. Because they're not there for the right reasons. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have that written down? Like, I got to throw in a right reasons Oh, Bachelor. (laughs) I mean, I woke up thinking about it. Oh, Bachelor, Bachelor. (laughs) What was it like? Like, what, like, is it just, like, miserable to, like, actually be going after the same girl and then, like, hearing about other people's dates? I mean, I know you did this so long ago, so, like... I don't even know if you like remember that, but I'm a psycho. There's no way I could handle like a girl telling me about like her date with a dude that I like. It's a weird social experiment that happens. And and I, I've said this before and people kind of get mad at me about it, but it's true because I've seen it so many times um, in group settings when you have a lot of females pitting against one another, going after one thing, in this case, a man. They get super catty and uh, they kind of devolve a little bit. Yeah. Men, and it's got to go back to like our um, caveman roots. Right. When men, Origin story right yeah, here. <laughs> and when, when men get together and like tribe up, they become super close. And the reason why, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but the, the way that I perceive it in terms of ratings, the reason why... The Bachelor does so much better than The Bachelorette is because it's so authentic that the women are freaking out at each other, yeah, at themselves, at the guy, and the and then in The Bachelorette, all the guys are like, "Let's party!" I know that's, that's cool that you went on a date. That's great. Like you watch that and you saw like Tyler and Pete and everyone like when like when they got rid of that crazy guy. Um, what was his name? Uh, I didn't see this last Luke. I didn't Luke see this S or whatever. And it, so there was a there was a bad guy named Luke S. And they were, it took a lot of long time for him to get out of there. And finally, when they got him kicked off, like one guy came home and like everyone like was hugging each other and like rooting and like having a big party. And that's crazy because they're all supposed to be going up against yes. each other, right? But in in that weird like pack mentality, that's how it like. That's how it was. Yeah. And that's how it was. Y'all had what Chad was y'all's. Yeah, villain. he was bad. He was our bad guy. And and you did this thing. I feel like I remember this. Did you light something on fire? No, I did or uh, I did the eulogy. The eulogy, that's what it was. And we we spread the ashes, which are, were his protein uh powders. Did you did you guys come up with that or did producers? Um we they were like, we want to have a funeral. And I and they and because I was the radio DJ, they were like, "We need you to um, 
do the eulogy. See, my reality TV mind knew. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. know. I, I don't know why that scene sticks out to me so much, but I think because I knew, I was like, oh, he's the radio host. Oh, I can yeah. see that the producers wanted this to happen. Like, yeah. there's no way he just woke up and said, hey, guys, I think I'm going to do this right now. Yeah. Like, I remember that. How? Yeah, that was four years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. I mean, but I, but then there was... I was like, I want to write something. And they're like, no, just go improv it. You know, I was like, okay, fine. And then I remember, we, for whatever reason, we had like seven guys that could play the guitar that year. And so one of the guys came out with his guitar and I was like, I was like, play something. And he played like an, an A and I was like, no, it needs to be sad. And I need to get an A minor. And it was like, Dum. and then I was like, then we then it started happening with like his guitar playing in the background. And then it was, was so funny when we did it. And when we, I think someone kicked it. I like th- we all threw it up the, yeah. the curtain out of the air, and then someone kicked it and went for it went so far. That was such, a, and then he came back that night, of course. And yeah. It, and then it was kind of scary because we had a part. They didn't really show this part, but we had a party. Same thing. Like we were so excited he was kicked out. Yeah. That we had a celebratory party, and we got turned. Like we were so pumped, and then he comes back. And we're all just like, oh, no, he's back. I can't believe it. <laughs> Wait, did they air that? They Did they air y'all being wasted? I think they aired us like celebrating. And then it and was then... him and Jordan got into it. It was like, you need to go. And he's like, get your finger out of my face. It was great. Like, it was such a good, like looking back, like, it was great television. I mean, the Bachelor is great television. Is. They've got to figure it out for sure. Are you still friends with some people from the show? Or are you just, yeah? are you over it? I mean, I like. I mean, you move on, and, and life changes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, my roommate on the show when I was on The Bachelorette was Derek, who was just on Paradise, and he was the one who was was dating Demi, and uh, so we're super tight. Yeah, like to this day, he's like, but he was he's like a finance guy from Iowa. Like I have those friends in my life, you know, those yeah. normal dork dudes that like those are the people I went to high school with. So I remember when I met him, I was like, oh yeah, you'd be like a normal friend of mine, and so that. Our friendship has lasted a very long time. I'm still cool with Jordan. Like, we never had beef. Um, and at the time, he was living in Nashville as well, and he was doing radio. Like, we were both competing basically for the same airspace before we went on the well, on the show. Oh. So we were cool. Like, we both had mutual respect for one another and knew each other. Um, but for the most part, I've, I've tried to – I mean, I'm friends with everyone, especially in Paradise, but I, I tried to take a little bit of a step back – because I'm really not involved in it anymore. Right. I can give them what I bring to the table is I've seen everything now. So you really should listen to me if you don't want to look like an asshole. Yeah. And like people just don't listen to me. Well, thank God. I, well, I know. Because I don't want to see a bunch of people like on their best behavior. <laughs> Fuck that. What are you trying to do to this franchise? Are you trying to kill it? No, they, <laughs> they could listen to me and still make the worst decisions in the world. God, I would love to witness that shit. God. It's the greatest seat in Like, remember, the house. were you there for when that all that Corinne stuff went down? Uh, yeah, so that was that was really scary that for me. That was crazy. Liability-wise. Because I this is how how crazy the world works. That was my first year as a bartender. And and effectively, you know, stoops overserved. Like yeah. that was that was kind of the issue. Um, my brother, whose wedding we talked about earlier, like the guest list, right? He was getting married the day before we started filming. Okay. So I was like, "Hey guys, 
I want to bartend, but I have this wedding. And they're like, don't worry about it. We'll fly you in day of. We'll bring you in a little bit later. It'll be fine. We have to explain why you're the bartender anyways. And so we have to have this passing the torch from you and Jorge. So it's fine. Like, come, you're going you're to come in a little bit later. So I was like sitting there waiting to walk down. And I remember hearing like rumblings of, of crazy stuff is happening with Corinne. And then I went down after everything had went, had, had happened. And then I started bartending. And I remember thinking, if it wasn't for my brother's wedding, I would have been You would have been, have been the one over-serving? And then I don't know what kind of liability that I would have. And it's just weird how, like, the, how everything worked out, you know? Yeah, that's nuts. But now it's a lot, it's a lot more regimented. And to be honest with you, they, you're never going to air people being super sloppy. Like, it just missed bad TV. And so for the most part now that it's, it's really kind of regimented and we're making sure people are kind of keeping it together. Uh, I think the show is better for it. I like a little sloppiness every now and then, but not when everyone. Yeah. It was also like, you know, I'm sure, but like, it's just annoying when everyone's just like yelling at you and you're just like, shut up. Totally. It's just as annoying as people smoking weed on camera. Like I get so annoyed with my friends because everyone just smokes weed all the time. And I'm like, you guys, we're making a television show. No one wants to see you sitting here high, having the best time, just just sinking into the couch. Like, come on, get up, get up. I'm (laughs) I'm amazed that production allows that. Well, they don't show it on like on air. Yeah. Like it, so, but they'll like smoke and then film. We'll film yeah. and hang out and do what we do. But then everyone's sitting there getting along and not really expressing their feelings because they're just happy and high. Yeah. You know, weed is killing reality TV. Well, yeah, and like, you got to be entertaining. And when you're stoned, you're not entertaining. You're not. No, yeah. I get so angry with my friends. I'm like, I'm gonna confiscate this. Yeah. Unless you guys fuck shit up in this party tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, reality TV, that's reality TV for you. Yeah, real, reality TV 101 right there. Do you consider yourself a basic bro? Um, Not really, but I do drink vodka sodas, so does that make me a basic bro? That's the most basic. I know. That is the most basic I used basic to not drink. drink that, but in my defense for like my intestinal fortitude, it just, like IPAs, immediate diarrhea. Like, uh, I could smell it, and I'm already going to the bathroom. No fair. Then I'd be drinking IPAs all day long. I'd be so skinny and just shitting everything out. <laughs> you don't want that, though. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Tell me, T. Use my promo code, Wells15. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, I, but yeah, I don't think of myself as a basic bro. Maybe I am, though. Does Sarah consider herself basic? Um, I don't think so. You guys don't sit around talking about whether you're basic or not. What? No, I, I don't know. Like, what are the what are okay. the parameters of being basic? And well, then I'll, can... I'll ask you some questions. Okay. What is your favorite month and why? Um, ooh, well, I like. Okay. <laughs> My favorite holiday is Halloween, so I would say October. Okay. I really and I love getting dressed up, and I think that's so fun. Like to get to beat someone different for a night. But I do like filming Paradise in June. That's really fun. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say October. I really like Halloween. October to me is the basic answer. Really? Everyone fucking loves October. That's <laughs> my favorite month. That's everyone's favorite month. Everyone in this room, pretty sure that's, is that y'all's favorite month? Really? Yep. yep. But I, so I, like this, I like summer because I like the hot. 
And so that doesn't really work for me. Um, also, like, I don't, I've never had a pumpkin spice anything. And I feel like that's the month for pumpkin spice shit. Okay, fine. So half basic in that answer. Yeah, okay, okay. Half, half basic. Uh, yeah, okay. Do you burn holiday themed candles? Now, is that me or is that my fiance? I do not. But my fiance, for sure. We have a candle that smells like, it's, it's, it's called like, smells like, no, I think it's like too lazy to go by. Christmas shit or something like that. And it just smells like Christmas. Can you write that down? It's uh, I, We've got it. It's something like that. <laughs> that I want yeah. and need. I am obsessed with holiday candles. Yeah. Oh my God. November 2nd, I mean, November 1st rolled around and I was like, we're going to Candle Delirium today. That's a place. Yes. Candle Delirium. <laughs> Do you guys like Disneyland? Okay. I'm, what I'm hearing is that Sarah is very basic. She loves Disneyland. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, Something to give her. I just discovered, okay, if she's into Disneyland, you need to get this for her. Yeah. There is this company that actually makes candles that smell like each ride. Wow. So you don't even realize when you're in Disneyland that like they have scents that go with each ride and land and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And so online, you can order these candles. Smells like you're in Haunted Mansion. Oh, wow. Smells like you're in Pirates of the Caribbean. Smells like a churro. Smells like... They literally have like everything. Yeah. You should totally get that for okay. her. Cool. Look that shit up. I'm on it. Okay. So she's a little basic. She likes I like, but Hold on. I, like, I liked um, Disneyland too, but I went with her. And do you know what a plaid is? Um... So wait, a plaid is uh, someone who's worked there for a really long time, right? And then they become a plaid, I think. Well, it's like basically a a, a host at Disneyland that takes you around. Oh yeah, and, we had that, and, and you cut the line. Oh yeah, we had that, and it was the best day of my life. Yeah, and so <laughs> I would say that like I wouldn't like Disneyland, but if you got a plaid. Love it. Yes, 100%. Waiting in line is the fucking pits. You can only go on three rides with a plaid. You get to literally oh, yeah. ride them twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, like, that made me feel like Mariah Carey. I know, but I also feel bad. Uh, Do you, though? When you're cutting and you're like, oh, sorry, little Timmy. If only you'd worked a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually kind of sad. Now that I'm thinking about <laughs> yeah. it, thinking about the kids, I like I wasn't really thinking about the kids. You know, I just like I, I look forward. I don't dart my eyes. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't need to make awkward eye contact. Oh, yeah, you can't. with a kid. But yeah. a plat that's worth saving your money for for sure. Like it, it is the only way to really truly experience Disneyland. Otherwise, you you you. It is. You can only go on three rides. Yeah. So fast pass bullshit. It. Such bullshit. Thank you. Who came up with that? An asshole. Who thought that that was going to be something that is beneficial? That's it never works. Marketing genius. Though. I hate yeah. fast passes. Glad we're on the same page. Okay. I mean, I'm not really a good cook at all. I talk about this all the time. Bo cooks for me, but sometimes he's not around. And I'm trying to be healthier since it is now wedding time. So like I have to like get in shape. So I have been eating a lot of daily harvest bowls and to the point where I actually used my own code and have my freezer full of daily harvest bowls. Seriously, my nail artist came over the other day and he was like, you do not actually have that in your freezer. And I opened up my freezer and I was like, told you, literally what I'm living off of right now. Let me explain. So there are these little cups that get delivered in an insulated box directly to your door and you just put them in the freezer and pop one out and you can make a meal in under five minutes. They have 
smoothies, they have soups, they have savory bowls. Like the harvest bowls are my favorite because it's just like grains, fruits, vegetables, all of that. And I just douse it in hot sauce and I have a meal in literally five minutes. I also like to mix alcohol in the smoothies so as it feels like I'm on a tropical vacation. Go to dailyharvest.com right now and enter my promo code Stasi, and you'll get $25 off your first box. So that's promo code Stasi for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. What's your Starbucks order? Oh, I don't go to Starbucks. Okay, not basic. No, yeah. Not but if I basic. went, I just, I do drink coffee, but it's just a coffee and then two like uh, sugars or Splendas or whatever. That's it. That's a very masculine coffee yeah. order. That's strong. I admire that. Good for you. You got to understand though, I did a morning show for seven years. So that's like getting up at 3.34 every day. Shut the fuck up. Like I don't have like there. I remember when I I would w- there was Starbucks wasn't open when I was going to work. You know, like at three thirty in the morning, it's not open. You used to wake up at three thirty oh, yeah. in the morning. Three thirty four, get there, prep the show. Oh my god! And then what time were you out? Well, it just depends. I used to hustle super hard, so my show would be from six to ten in the morning, right? And I had no producer, like. I think it's funny now when I go to radio stations or like podcasts where like you got producers like I didn't having that I did everything yeah um and then um are you shaming me right now no no no, no. I'm, I'm joking I have, I have it now I too <laughs> so no. joking with you <laughs> no judgment I would do that I would I had a little little um like uh couch by my desk I would go sleep from ten to noon and then at noon I'd have like it's they were called label rep meetings where labels would come by and like try to pitch why their song to be on the air. And then I would go home and then I have to come back because you have to go, go host like, you know, the singer songwriter night. I used to do on Mondays, I hosted a live, we did a live broadcast for a local show. On Wednesdays, I hosted a uh, cornhole tournament at a brewery, which actually sounds lame, but so much fun. It's not basic though. That's pretty, no. that's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on Fridays, I hosted this thing called Friday Afternoon Live and we, we would have a live band play and I'd do like a live broadcast. So, uh, so like on month, so like on Tuesday mornings, I sucked ass on Thursday morning. I hated my life. And then I would never go out on Fridays cause I'd be working until like 10, 30, 11 on Friday that I'd worked all day. So I'd just go to bed. So like, if you're waking up at 3.30 in the morning, what time are you going to sleep at night? That's the thing. I, I mean, everything worked out, but like looking back, I feel so bad for those girlfriends because they didn't get to when I was – people I was dating during that time. Yeah. I'd go to bed at 8 o'clock, and then I'd wake up at 3.30, 4 o'clock, and you know, I, I got to turn the light on and get dressed and just yeah. ruin the sleep cycle of whoever was sleeping next to me. Totally. It's, it was a – hard time in and my life. you like can't even have like a glass of wine because it's like oh no because you have to go to bed and be up at 3 yeah. 30 so i would just be sober yeah no i still drank a good bit but when you're like that this was my like early 20s to like ah uh, like, you know like you can kind of do anything so it's just surprisingly resilient back then you yeah know? that's true um but i miss it, those this days this is a very long diatribe to be like the starbucks wasn't open for me to even go to so i would get to the studio and i'd make my pot of coffee and I, there was never milk there so i'd put in two sugars and be like fuck it let's go let's and go. so now that's what you're used to yeah. okay 
I'm going to say, though, not basic at okay. all. Sorry. Not basic. I'm giving you way too long of answers. I'm sorry. No, I love it. You're making my job easy. I told you I'm hungover, and it's really hard to form thoughts right now. I can host this so show. So there's that. If I can do the broadcast, I can host this one. <laughs> Ooh. No, I I'm, love, I love I, Stephanie. I'm joking. I know you're joking. How do you feel about ranch dressing? I love it. Good. Hot sauce? Love hot sauce. All right. Do you want to know like what hot sauce I like? Yeah, tell me your favorite hot sauce well, and tell depends. me your favorite brand of ranch. Oh, I think Hidden Valley is kind of where it's at. I don't know. But oh. I like the buttermilk version of that. <laughs> I do a lot of chicken wings, okay? But hot sauces, I mean, it's dependent upon what you're eating, right? That's my answer. I mean, if, someone's, if, I'm at, if, I'm, if I'm at a fucking taco place and I ask for hot sauce and they come at me with Tabasco, never coming back there again. I totally Seriously? agree with you. Wells, I so agree with you. What is this? Cajun restaurant or yes. the taco place? Like if they get it together. If they brought sriracha out at a Mexican restaurant, no. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. No, exactly. No, there's no, thank specific you. hot sauces for certain foods. Yeah. So if I yeah, Cholula, Tapatio, uh-huh. I mean, bring get it get it together, people. And the, but if I am, you know, at a if I'm eating an Asian dish, then I will go crazy with some sriracha. Yeah. And sriracha is v- quite versatile. I like it on um some uh, mac and cheese. Why not? It's great on mac and cheese. You know, and then, or um, avocado toast. That's basic, but whatever. It's delicious. It's no, healthy. It's, I, <laughs> my fiance makes me that almost every morning. See, that's why you're marrying him. Yes. Mm-hmm. When he feeds me, that is part of why I'm Sarah's marrying Sarah's was dance mom for you? It's it's the avocado, uh, toast, avocado toast every day. <laughs> but yeah, it, the, the hot sauce, I've never been more, the, you understand. Yeah. That's what I always say. Okay. But if you could, like, if you were stranded on a deserted island and you only had one hot sauce and you had to just bring one, what would it be? Mm, I think it would be a tie between Tapatio and Sriracha. Okay. I, I feel like Sriracha just because it, it, it's, it's strong. so versatile. It's a strong choice. Yeah. It is. If you had to pick the most basic celebrity child, who would you pick and why? Like I get to keep them? No. <laughs> Just like one that you see in the media that you're like, that kid's so basic. Oh, okay. A basic one. Um, uh, you want I, me to help you? No. I No. <laughs> I feel like Will Smith's kids are basic. They- and, but, but like, but like, because they are, it seems like they're trying so hard to not be basic that I feel like they're basic. Yes. I totally know what you're talking you know? about. Yes. I, I totally get that. Uh, and I was Willow, not a, really? I, like the movie? I, <laughs> Fantastic Val Kilmer film. Oh my God. Wasn't that a Val Kilmer? Yes. Uh, Bo just made me watch that movie for the first <laughs> time, like a month ago. That's so random. Wait, what's your answer for that? I was going to say Northwest. Yeah. That bitch is so basic. <laughs> she really is. Yeah. All of her outfits and like wearing like makeup and just like her attitude. I'm like, but I love it. Chip and Joanna Gaines kids, I hate so much because I want their life. It seems so rad. To just like what, go and help them. Like demo make- day. And then they're like milking cows in their barn. Like their life sounds so rad that to me. That literally sounds like my idea of hell. Yeah. Actually well, milking cows and breaking mm-hmm. shit. Who's basic now? <laughs> what is your, well, you already said this. You said what your, your cocktail choice is a vodka soda. Yeah. I like an old fashioned though. Okay. Do you like Aperol spritzes? No. You're gross. Sorry. Pinot Grigio or Rosé? Oh, um, I'll go rosé because I feel like that would make Sarah happy. Okay. Um, that is the basic choice. 
Yeah, but you know, here's the thing. There was a t- it wasn't too long ago where rosé wasn't cool. It was like I remember 10 years ago it was like such a it was like such a You know what? Shit. It was wine. sweet. Yeah. Like when you know what? When did rosé all of the sudden start tasting like white wine? It was I'll tell you when it happened. It uh Where was when, were you? It was when where? <laughs> It was October 27, <laughs> 1998. It was when brunch became a verb. Right. You know, like when you were brunching so hard, that's what you, that, that became, then it became a thing. Right. When was that? <laughs> October 27th, 1998. <laughs> I'm really trying to think, like, when did brunching in rosé, like, actually start happening? Because I, I felt like, how old are you? I'm 31. 35. I feel like it's, brunching started happening as I was become, like, a, being able to drink. So, like, for me, brunching has, like, always been around yeah not well not for me when i first moved to nashville i waited tables and bartended at a place called bricktop shout out that brunched so hard and i fucking hate everyone who goes to brunch oh my god i love brunch well yeah because you never (laughs) have you ever had to work it though yes i used to work at this little restaurant called sir and um we had lots of brunches and people suck yeah, the, the worst. Okay, here's, they, they, wait, here's the thing. I'll tell you exactly what it is, because they just came from church, and I was living in Nashville at the time, so I was they're, they're Southerners, so they're like, oh, I'm such a good person, I can be a total horrible human to this kid who's hungover, obviously trying to get. If you order a cappuccino at brunch, you're such an asshole. You really are. Do you know how many you, things I need to go do? Oh my and god! And you want a well, cappuccino? Yes. Really? I mean, I always felt that way, even though like <laughs> at dinner when I would serve food and somebody wanted a cappuccino after their dinner. And I'm like, I don't think you understand that like I have to go back and actually make that right yeah. now. Like it's not just like a Coke. Like yeah, it's, no. it's actually like I have to make your foam. Like, yeah, yeah. are you sure you want a cappuccino? How badly like, do you want this? Really think about it. Because like if you like are not seriously like hell bent on having a cappuccino, like I'd prefer you not. Yeah. I'm trying to do my side work right now. And you yes. trying to get a cappuccino right now when we were close a long time ago yes. is not going to work. Yes. I used to lie. Did you lie to people? I would lie and say it's broken. Oh, I would yeah. lie and say we don't have any specials tonight because I couldn't memorize them. Oh, yeah. Never. I would lie and say we were closing, that the kitchen was closing. Um, all, I lied a lot. <laughs> I lied I lied a lot, too, because I was too lazy to learn the menu. N- not even specials. Just the menu. We had a, th- a thing on the on the menu that was the Hannah Ranch ribeye. And I remember I never knew what it was. It was a ribeye. Uh, and someone was like, what is, what is the Hannah Ranch ribeye? And I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a ribeye. It's delicious. It's kind of a sweet taste to it. And they're like, what's in it? I said, well, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, Asian flavors with a uh, pineapple soy. Stop. And, uh, <laughs> my manager was behind me and I, I, I sold it. And then he goes, literally nothing that you said is in that is in that. And I said, yeah, but he bought it. So what does it matter? That is incredible. I used to make up stuff all the time, but I was a good waiter because I, like to talk to people. Right. But like was the worst in. In actually getting shit done. I couldn't do it. I miss serving sometimes. I do not. I still, everyone has like the, I wake up in the middle of the night, like thinking about a final that I'm oh, missing that or something. to me all the time. I have the, the cold sweats of being in the weeds. Really? Yes. Huh. I would like, 
It was, I'm so glad I did it. it there's made no me pressure. Such, there's so like, much I, pressure. No, there's no pressure. Oh like, my god. We're just serving people food. I know, but you gotta you gotta go get this and this and this. Oh my! And then I hated side. People don't know what side work is. Yeah, side work sucks. I, I used to make other people do it for me. I would pay people to do my side work. Really? I just bullied them. Yeah, I just. <laughs> okay, joking. I should have done that. I wasn't. I was too nice to do that. <laughs> But side work is like you don't understand this, but when you're closing out, when you're closing out at night, you have to like put all the sugar packets in the thing and then clean the tables, clean the pepper shakers and the salt shakers, yeah. fold napkins, and then, there's, of- and then there's the 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 person who's in charge of checking you out, and that person is a fucking monster. Yes, because they're like, no, oh, no, there's a crumb right there, and you're like, really, there's a crumb right there, and then you're like, well, do it again, and you're like, oh god, I hate you so much, okay. I just want to leave. You're right, never mind, I don't miss it. You're right, <laughs> so, I don't. You just you're like how I've distracted you from this whole basic thing. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, I don't want to be basic. <laughs> you really aren't. Okay, he's good. not that basic. No. Um, okay, what about true crime? Are you into it? Love it. Basic. All about basic. It. <laughs> Sorry. I don't care. You, notice though how now it is a basic thing. Like yeah. true crime, like used to be something that like not all of us watched, and like yeah. I'm very resentful that now everyone is into true crime because I feel like I was there first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, you're you're hipstering them. Yes, one hundred percent. And I, now I like that band before you yes, even heard about them. Yes, yeah. that's how I feel about true crime. That now I'm just like put off by it. Yeah. <laughs> Or do you like true crime for podcast or t- or like documentaries or are you a I mean anything equal but opportunity but murder for the, lover yeah murder well yeah all murder in general um, but I would say typically like TV shows yeah and documentaries I went down a long rabbit hole of, of podcasts that are really good if you like that stuff people keep giving me recommendations this is the thing there's so many fucking podcasts out there I know. are you resentful about that too I am. Yeah, I just wonder when it's going to be like enough's enough, you know? Yeah. Cause, I mean, it's the like, new Instagram. I know, and everyone's got one. Every single person has a podcast. Yeah, I just, and I judge because I've been doing it for so long now, you know? But, yeah. But, uh, you know, good on you. Good luck, I suppose. Whatever, we don't need to wish everyone well. It's fine. Okay. Fair. On a, on a scale <laughs> of one to ten, how much... I doubt you can answer this, so I guess you can ask. You can answer for Sarah. How much does she love Meghan Markle, or does she not? Oh, um, or does she not have an opinion? I don't. I don't. I would never speak for her. Uh, I have an opinion on Meghan Markle. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear it. Actually, I don't know if I do have it. I think the problem is that I don't have an opinion on Meghan Markle, but I know of her. I saw that one that one host. I forget her. Is it Wendy Williams? Uh-huh. I don't know. She was like g- giving Meghan Markle crap for like complaining about... Um, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. And right it was like, no one feels sorry for you. And I thought that was a kind of a shit take because like it's got to be pretty a stressful environment. You yes. Know? A lot to live up to. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I have an opinion. I love her. Do you? She's like my basic bitch queen. Who do you like better? Um, Princess Di or Meghan Markle? Well, I, I mean, Princess Di, I mean, I didn't grow up with her. Do you know what I mean? Like she had passed away when I was like seven. And so it, it wasn't, there also isn't, so there wasn't social media and a way for me to like connect the way that 
I can with Megan if I sound so scary. What about her <laughs> sister-in-law? Kate. Kate. I like her, but like, I think there's just something about like her six, Meghan Markle's success story yeah. that I really love and just like how she's like defied, you know, all like all the odds and just is like come out on top. And the fact that like she's from LA and is like now doing all this and is in this situation, there's just like something really magical about it that I love. Wasn't she like one of the deal or no deal girls? <laughs> yes. I uh, mean, that I do like that. that it's like, yeah. it's like a bachelor contestant or a Vanderpump rules person becoming yeah. part of the Royal family. I know it's just really cool. I know, but a reality TV personality became the president of our country, so... Anything's possible. possible. Anything's (laughs) possible. Stassi for president, 2020. I'm about to announce my candidacy, whatever. Yeah. Um, But thank you so much. Wait, hold on. What? I have to ask you a question. Okay. So one of Sarah's best friends, uh, her name's uh, Sierra. Okay. Is like a huge fan of yours. Okay. Okay. And when she found out I, we called her last night being like, hey, I'm going on this show. And she's like, oh, what? And I was like, okay, well, what do I, should I ask her anything? So this is, she's like, don't worry. I'm going to text you. So this is her question, okay? okay. Um, question. Uh, already know it'll be a storyline for next season, but what can she share about the fallout with uh, Kristen Doty? Am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. Clearly wasn't there for the engagement party. Did she try to... I think sleep with her fiance like season two boyfriend or is Carter really so much of a problem that it ended the friendship? Wow. Okay. Sierra coming in with the hard (laughs) questions here. All right. Let me try and talk about this delicately so that I don't get fired. (laughs) Cause this is a storyline, part of the storyline for the upcoming season. So that will air I guess in January or something. Um, It wasn't just one thing. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. So I'm just talking to Sierra. Okay. There, it wasn't just like one thing that happened with Kristen. It was a a series of, of a lot of things. And I think it was just over the course of a year, our relationship just changed and people grow and change. And then they just don't fit with each other yeah. the way that they used to. And it's, it's, it's a boring answer, but I, I really do want to keep my job. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like Fair. I, I had that, there's that, yeah. <laughs> but tell Sierra, I'm sorry. Damn. <laughs> damn. Wait, hold on. Am I basic or not? I don't know what the score. I don't really like. feel like you are. Okay, cool. I, 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 but this is okay. I wrote a book about being basic and yeah. how it's a good thing. So oh, okay. don't go shit talking basic. Okay. Yeah, but there's a stigma against being a basic B, And that right? is why I wrote a book oh. about, you know what? Fuck that. Let's take the joy back from oh. being basic. It's not a bad... It's not like, let's take away the stigma. Let's make it fun again. Because there's a reason things are basic. Because they're fun. Yeah. There's a reason top 40 music is in the top 40. Yeah. Because it's good. Yeah. It's fun. True. So what's wrong with being basic? I am proud and basic. Okay. Yes. Um, seriously, thank you so much for being here. Of course. You made my hangover job so much easier yeah. because <laughs> you are great at radio. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to just plug shit if you want to or uh, no or you don't feel like it? I'm doing uh, like the the pre-show for um, the People's Choice. Oh, you are? Awards are just coming up. Cool. And Sarah's presenting, so it'll be cool. Like I'm going to work it before and then she's working it during and then... 
That's awesome. That's so yeah, that's the next thing I've got going on. All right, keep a lookout for him. Yeah, dude. Thank you, Wells. Thank you.